Hello and welcome back to Friends and Low Expectations. This is season three, episode fifteen. Uh, episode 15, a 16? Lot. <laughs> Episode like fourteen, fifteen. That sounds about right. But I don't know. We're some somewhere in between there. Um, and the uh, final final episode of uh, the regular season of the of, of the actual fantasy season for us i'm sure we'll have a, a handful of uh off-season episodes but for now this will probably be our our last uh actual episode regular scheduled episode for for this uh for this nfl year yeah yeah technically this is this is the end of the season you know this is our this is our season finale i mean we'll probably do like a, a wrap up at the end of the nfl season but this is yeah. this is all she wrote for season three man what a ride! What up, a ride. up and down year, up and down year. I mean, uh, we definitely, we definitely took a hit on the two minute drill. Um, you know, we saw a regression in that one, but you know, we're going to retool in the off season, come back, come back strong. We're going to address address the trenches. You know, get some good O line and D line help uh, to bolster the two minute drill. But uh, to, but yeah, yeah. got to look at got to look at our. Uh... Got to look at uh, or got to look at coaching on both sides of the ball. You know, yeah, really, really. You know, uh, execution, execution's got to be there. Coaching's got to be there. You know, maybe we uh, sub out some some new assistants, get ourselves a new defensive coordinator. You know, maybe uh, offensive play calling analyst. Who knows? Yeah, someone to maybe we don't have the head coach calling the plays, and we uh, find someone who who can handle uh, calling the run game and pass game, but. Yeah, yeah, we'll make some yeah maybe maybe it's time for us to uh, hire ChatGPT to call the plays and write the uh, write the scripts for the two minute drill. <laughs> write the scripts for the two minute drill, right? and you know make sure that we keep that time frame condensed, and you know let a, that that lets us the players just focus on our responsibilities. You know, right? Just going out and performing. We don't have to, yeah, uh, right. to worry about the the everything behind the scenes, but that's a. That's a that's a problem for the off season and off season problem yeah yeah for yeah, sure we can for sure we can let Philly handle we've got that. a great front office here <laughs> Philly Philly's being like a to in two thousand five doing sit ups in his driveway right now that's uh yeah Philly uh, we're we're not entirely sure that Philly hasn't um, resigned from friends and low expectations um, he says he's still in but I mean we. We haven't seen him in months, so we, we don't know. Um, you know, he says he's at home, staying in shape, staying ready. But, uh, you know, we can't confirm. We can't confirm. And certainly gonna, his absence has taken a toll on the show. Um, he's going to pop up on some other podcast and just... He's going to pop let, up on Tom's, you know, and he's going to be having just a, a, a lolly good time. And we're just going to be like, what the fuck? We, do we not have a show anymore? He's going to join the Second Mouse podcast and not let us know and that'll be all she wrote I, th I think he's already joined it i think you know i think he's just keeping it under wraps he's waiting for you know the official off season to tell us yeah but yeah i think i think we've lost filster that would be brutal tough tough <laughs> scenes for our super producer might have to just <laughs> might have to demote him to producer uh, but that is what it is. I have to but just let's... demote him to producer, not yeah. not super producer, just producer. Producer, yeah, he's just yeah. producer for now. We might we we have we hold the discretion to change that when we want because it's our show. 
<laughs> but I was gonna say, what do we? There's a long pause there, so yeah, yeah. You you wanna you wanna talk some uh, some fantasy football? You well, do talk... we want to tell the people who we are first? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, if if this is your first time listening, uh, you're joined by my voice, which is Kamish, also known as the second two-time champ uh, for friends and low expectations. Um, yeah, that's uh, I'm, you know, that's that's who I am. Um, this is, yeah. <laughs> I'm joined by my co-host Keith. And that's all. That's all on our production team for today, as, <laughs> as you as you've already heard. But yeah, as, uh, as we've made it abundantly clear. Yeah, we're here to talk. If Philly some... does end up joining the show tonight. For the, for those at home, Philly, you know, has got some stuff going on. He said, "Go ahead and start without us," which we took to understand as he's probably not going to join. But there's a you know he's not like totally closing the door on it. If uh, if so, this was an injury report in the NFL, he'd be listed as doubtful. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Maybe doubtful, n- like not even a game time decision, just doubtful. So, but yeah, we had two end of the end of the season, two matchups. Um, wow, actually, I just looked at yours, Keith, and that was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, Austin ended up uh, Austin ended up coming back and making this one a little bit close. I thought I was going to beat him by like a good 50, 60 points, and um, I think I ended up beating him by what thirty. Yeah, about 30, uh, 35. 27 plus 8, uh, 35, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, for a while there, it was looking like uh, it was looking like it was going to get real nasty. Dude, your bench is cra- it popped off too. That's insane. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I like, I, I, well, looking at my bench, I mean, if you want to, we can just go ahead and jump into this yeah, and talk about the well. third place matchup. Might as well. So yeah, for those at home, uh, your your boy Keith uh, secures the third place um, in the league this year, knocking off Cheese um, for the bid. Uh, final score three hundred eight point seven to two seventy three point one. Um, that is a two week aggregate score. So your boy put up numbers. Your boy put up numbers in this Average matchup, like one fifty one fifty four a week. Yeah, yeah. So way you know, above we, your... we, did, we did our thing, but uh, yeah, I mean this week. Um, you know, I got 24 from Dak, or th- this week, the second week of the matchup. I got 24 from Dak, 27 from Brees Hall, 40 from C.D. Lamb. I got 15, um, 15 and 14 from Laporta and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, but yeah, the, the, the story of this week is what, what I left on the bench. I got Justin Fields gave me 27 on the bench. Pacheco gave me 29. Jaden Reed gave me 26. Um, Jeez, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, tr- in truth, the only, the only person that I considered swapping out here was Pacheco, um, mm-hmm. but with his injury status, I just wasn't sure if he was going to be a full go. He had a concussion last week. He cleared concussion protocol, but I figured the chiefs would probably, um, would probably go running back by committee just to make sure he's, you know, a full go for the playoffs. 
Um, so I was gonna I was gonna put him in for Aaron Jones. Um, so you know that would have been a 14, 15 point differential there. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I Jaden Reed wasn't really on my Jaden Reed wasn't really on my radar. But I mean, he ended up closing the season. Just he's closed the season just on a monster run. I mean, basically you can lock him in for nineteen points. But uh, but yeah. Um, and, you know, looking at Austin, uh, Austin continued to get great games from Kyron Williams, man. That 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 and Puka Nakua probably end up being the pickups of the year across the league. Last seven weeks of the season, um, well, since Kyron Williams came back from injury, um, week 12 against Arizona, 38, 20, 14, 24, 16, 30. Um, so he has just been absolutely on fire. Um, ETN gives him a good game this week. Um, and yeah, th- th- this was, this was a fun matchup. Um, it looked like it was going to be out of hand. I think after the first week, it was, it was something like 150 to, it was something like 150 something to maybe like 110, 120. I had a pretty good lead going into this second week. And so I really just needed to kind of maintain and have nobody, you know, shit the bed. Um, and you know, the DAC CD stack ends up, uh, ends up closing out my year strong. CD Lamb gets me 40, um, sets the Cowboys all-time single-season receiving record. So, um, and he's still got a week to go on that one. Um, so, yeah. Just, yeah, it's nuts. I mean, when you look at Austin's bench, uh, Jordan Love with 34 on his bench. You play him over Jared Goff, only put up 12. That adds an additional 20 points. That puts him at 293. And then if you were to play uh, Jerome Ford over – uh, Michael Pittman, that's another handful of points there. That that would have probably made it a... a, a he would have won. If he, yeah. if he made those two changes, he wins. Yeah, that, that but, puts But, I mean, you have to, really, you have really to realistically close. ask yourself, you know, are you yeah. are you taking love over golf? Probably not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're probably wishing you did, but I think, I, think yeah. if, I think if you ask Austin and he answers honestly, this is the lineup he was going to go with no matter what. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. That's That's why, like, whenever we talk about, oh, points left on the bench, I always, like, I always make sure to clarify, like, where I would have put guys in for. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it would have been nice to have both Reed and Pacheco out there. Right. Realistically, I was only going to play Pacheco, and it was between him or Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones ends up doing fine for me, gives me 14 points. Um, You know, like, in a perfect world, yeah, I'll take the extra three points from Justin Fields, but the way Dak played the second half of the season, there was just no reason to – to yeah. play Justin Fields, you know. So, to be honest, I might have played. Uh, what the heck is that guy's name? Jordan Love over Goff. Goff had been very pedestrian the past two weeks, and uh, that would have been Goff. And Love had been—he's actually tearing it up. He's QB five right now, which is kind of insane to think. Uh, think through. Is um, he really? Yeah. Yeah, sure enough. QB five eight overall player. What are his season stats, dude? They're, like his fantasy stats are kind of insane. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're QB five, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, doing something right. I'm gonna look up his his stats here. He's not top five in yards. Okay, so he's tenth in yards. Wow, I would not have guessed this. Guess how many touchdowns he has. Don't look it up if you haven't already. Okay. Guess how uh... many pass touchdowns he has. 25. 30. He has 30 passing touchdowns. That is third in the league. He's rushed for four, it looks like. 
That is just that is incredible. Like I did not know he was having this good I mean, of a season. When you got guys like Jaden Reed out there, and uh, who's the other guy from them that was also having a good year? He's another rookie. Oh, um, oh my gosh! Like I'm, I'm like I'm seeing his name. Romeo Dubes. Yeah, he's no, a good it wasn't Dubes. Uh, uh, Wicks, Dontavian Wicks oh. was the other guy yeah, who's having had, a pretty good year. Yeah, Dubes, Dubes on, found the end zone a lot. I mean, their top three yeah. receivers was were Reed, uh, Dubes, and Wicks. But um, all the three the, over 500 yards. Christian Watson, 400 crazy, yards, five touchdowns, like, but he only played nine games. But looking at like Jaden Reed's snap count, he's not. It's not like he's like on the field a bunch. He's just making the most. Like in this last game, obviously he got hurt, but he did. He was only on the field for 31 percent of the snaps, but he had eight catches or eight targets, six catches. 89 yards and two touchdowns. He's just making the mm-hmm. most of making the most of his like time on the field. It's uh it's pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean, doing. you look at his you look at his season numbers, it's not it's not overly impressive. He's only averaging about 10 yards per reception. He's got 60 catches, 68 or 6 uh 680 yards, but he's just getting touches everywhere. He's got he's three a, rushing touchdowns. Yeah. He's a PPR um, monster. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's He's definitely going to be a guy who, uh, starting out next year, people are probably going to be pretty high on and go after. But yeah, all, all this sure. to say, Jordan Love a, a sneaky good year, and right. we talked about this going into the season. Um, if you're Philly, I mean, the Packers didn't have that good of a year, but Jordan Love certainly had a season that. If you're Philly, if you're a Vikings fan, you are a little bit nervous about what the future holds. For the yeah. Packers, if he's that good in his first full season as a starter, you know, we, we kind of talked about it. The Packers got like, you know, 16, 15, 16 seasons of Brett Favre, and they immediately transitioned into almost 20 years of Aaron Rodgers, and now they could potentially transition into another 15 years of a all-time great quarterback. That would just be like the worst possible luck for – Vikings and Bears fans. Well, it's insane, too, because, like, during a bunch of those games, like, his first half stats were abysmal, and he threw for, like, three quarters of his of all of his yards and touchdowns in the second half. It was, like, nothing you've ever seen before because the dude would not show up in the first half at all, and then by the grace of God, he was, you know, put up 250 yards in the second half with two or three touchdowns. It's uh, It's pretty insane what he was doing. Yeah, and, this is uh, this is pretty wild. After week 11. So uh, up to week 10, up to week 10 he had two, uh 3 6 7 8 9 10 interceptions up to week 10. At since week 10, some week 11 on, he's had just one interception. Um and basically he's a lock for two plus touchdowns. I mean, the the one week he had one interception, he did have he did have just one touchdown, but I mean, since then, week 11, 2, 3, 3, 1, 2, 2, 3. That's so nuts. Just, just, just a really good run of football. And, I mean, if he can parlay this into, you know, continued development, then, yeah, I mean, if you're, well, got, if you're a Vikings got, or Bears fan, you're, you're, you're punching air right now. They've got weapons, too. They've got, they've got good yeah, weapons. Yeah, they're really, really young. I mean, they're probably going to have to go and look for a new running back, Um Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones just agent. looks like he's, you know, he's over the hump uh, past his prime. Yeah. So, you know, they'll probably be on the market for a running back either through the draft or 
um, in free agency, but they're a young team. They're a really young offense, um, and they're probably not going anywhere if they can keep this this nucleus together. Yeah, I would agree. Wow. Impressive. And uh, that leads us to our finals matchup for this week. Um, not a not a not an explosion of points like in the third place match by any means. Uh, I think I think I was looking at it. I think I put up 106 points this week, which is like very bad considering I average like 140, 150 points a game, and Carl put up a whopping 89 points in, in the last week, giving us a final score of 256 for the former pieces of shit myself and 221.18 for Ridley's Casino Bar and Grill Bar. Yeah. So not a not a not a great performance by either of us by any means. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean that that's what surprised me most keeping up with your guys' matchup was just like how little scoring was taking place for you. Mm-hmm. Um no dis- absolutely no disrespect to Carl, but I mean, you know, he he's been an up and down team when it comes to scoring. He's had a few pop-off weeks here and there, but you know, he's he's pretty much a 100 between 110 and 120 points a week. So, you know, about 220, you know, over the course of two weeks, that's pretty much his season average. Um, But yeah, like you pointed out, you know, you're averaging, I think you and I were both averaging over 130 points a game this season. And so um, coming into this week, I think you had like 154 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Had a really good good first week. uh, Yeah, really good first week. You were up by a fairly, fairly decent, uh, fairly decent margin. Like 13 points. and yeah, just just almost no scoring this week. Um, we we were talking a little bit after after the Thursday night game. I mean, Carl got what he needed from the Browns defense. You know, he got a nice little fourteen points from the Browns um, to you know kind of close that gap and um, you know kind of make it make it look like something could happen here. And then um, really just nothing else came to fruition for for Carl. Pretty much. You know, you're looking through his his box score, and you're seeing a lot of red, which means guys did not meet their projections. Right. Um, you know, basically after the Browns' defense, his his best player, his, literally his best player, was Zamir White, the Vegas right. running back who was starting in place of Josh Jacobs again. Right. Um, it's, and got uh, him got him fifteen fifteen point six points, even outscored his quarterback, uh, Gardner yeah. Minshew, got fifteen point two. So I felt I felt pretty good on Saturday after Tony Pollard had only put up. 5.9 I felt pretty good there and then going into Sunday I, I was feeling pretty good and I mean if you look at some of those stats uh, I think I could have done a lot better obviously I mean Tyreek Hill had 12 targets he only brought in six if he brings in the other six he's probably on track for at least I mean if he brings in the other six that's at least another six points at 20 he probably gets close to 30 points there he dropped a TD in the end zone you know he should have had a bigger game uh, Washington was surprisingly a difficult opponent for the, the Niners, um, which you saw the effects on Christian McCaffrey and uh, George Kittle, obviously, as well. Um, the Bucks did not play well. Uh, I'm sure you can attest to that against the, the Saints at home, which was really surprising. So, yeah, so Mike Evans <laughs> Unfortunately. and Rashad White both suffered there. Um and uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, I left a lot of points on my bench. Um, 
And yeah, it's well, I mean, funny. you're also, I mean, Carl did too, for sure. Yeah, I well, mean, Carl left a ton of points on his bench. And you it's know, funny. you got you got 20 from the Bills defense. Um, you know, that could have that could have been plus six. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, Carl, I mean, Carl didn't have enough to make up the difference, but you know, optimal lineup here this week. Uh, you know, you put in, you slot in Najee. You know, Najee. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't, ne- you would never start Najee over Tony Pollard, but if you did, yeah, you know, that's you know, almost plus 20 right there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I mean, both of you had a lot of a lot of points on the bench, and um, it's uh, his quarterback situation was fun too. Uh, fun, fun for me, not fun for him. Yeah, um, totally not fun for him. But it's it's funny because like you know I'm I'm always one to talk fantasy, and uh, he texted me mm, must have been Wednesday, uh, and he was like, "I'm screwed because I don't have uh, Russell Wilson at quarterback." Good game, whatever. And I'm like, okay, shut up, Carl. And uh, he's like, who would you start at quarterback between like Derek Carr, Mason Rudolph, and someone else? And I was like, honestly, I would start Carr. I think Carr is like the the one who's been performing at the highest level. Uh, he's been you know putting up 20 points a week the past few weeks. And Carl was like, well, I don't know because he's uh, he didn't have a great game last time he played the. Um, yeah, play the Bucks. Yeah. Bucks, and I was like, yeah, but I still like him to put up points uh, against, you know, do well. And I was like, that was the one who I would go with. And uh, Carl uh, must have thought about must have been messing with him because then he goes and puts up a poll of which quarterback should I play, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he started Gardner Minshew, who, I mean, had a pretty pretty on par performance for him. He's not one to score big by any means. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, Carl did it to himself in that one. Like I said, I think I gave him pretty good advice, but, uh, well, let's see just how good the advice was. I think Derek Carr put up like 24, 22, 19, 19, yeah, 19. Yeah. He had 30 last week against the, the Rams 31, basically. 19.58 so 19.6 yeah i mean not a not a, a big game better. i mean no 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 interceptions no. 197 yards two touchdowns wouldn't have been much, wouldn't Ty- have been enough to make up the difference you know i don't think and i don't think tyrod had a great game either i don't know if he's no i mean the the, the truth is that, oh, that realistically there was nobody he was going to pick up who was going to who was going to make make up the difference last week i mean yeah you know, there, there just, there wasn't, you know, he, he would have needed like a 60 point game from any yeah. quarterback he picked up and you just weren't going to get that. So, yeah. Yeah. Tough, tough scene. And, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, like I said, I did everything, everything kind of worked out the way that I wanted it to and walked away with a 35 point win. So nothing, nothing to scoff at and uh, puts me two-time champion now i finally get the belt for the first time which is pretty exciting and yeah. uh yeah what, what's the first thing you're gonna do with the belt i'm gonna hang it up put it on the mantle put it on the mantle very boring yeah. very boring carl carl had sex with it <laughs> or allegedly. so he says allegedly yeah allegedly <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure that i believe that either but yeah. uh, well, you know that that's what he says and carl i don't think to my knowledge carl never lied to me but uh this this seems like one that he might lie about. He might have uh, 
he might have embellished the story a little bit. Maybe it was in the room. It was in the room at yeah, the same like, time. You know, or, or maybe it was one of those things where like he was they were doing some foreplay and he was with like it, making, and then he kinda like took it and removed it, you know? Like direct eye contact with it. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like near it was like it was like on the nightstand next to the bed, you know. He like yeah. he could touch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm gonna have to sanitize it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely uh definitely would make sure, you know. Definitely take you know a little a little little UV uh, little UV sanitizer to it. Yeah, and I'm yeah I'm saying this will be my Don't first put it under time. A black light. This will be my first time having it because I, I mean I won in 2019, so this is my first time winning and since we started the league, which is kind of wild. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, this is I think this is the third time that. Ooh, let me check the history. I think this is the third time Carl and I have gone head to head. In the finals, let me double check the history. It wasn't the first year. The first year I went against Joe. The second year Carl won, but but I don't know if I play. I don't know if I was in the final. I think you might have been in the final. I don't remember. Do you remember? Let me go back through my history. What's that? No, I so I lost in the finals the second. So I went to the finals the first year. I won the finals the first year. Lost to Carl. In the second year, the third year, uh, that was when we we did battle in the toilet bowl, and then went to, I went to the finals in the fourth year and the fifth year. So I've I've been to the finals four or five years, which is uh, pretty good. And I think every time I've been to the finals, no, three of the four times I've been against Carl, which is uh, is getting kind of old. Yeah, yeah, you two have you two have gone uh, gone at it a few times, man. So we've been very consistent, and uh... <sighs> it's it, 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 I still haven't gotten over my frustrations. You know, I was I was venting to Carl um, about our he and I's matchup uh, to go to the final, and God, it's just it's it's gonna it's gonna haunt me. It's gonna yeah. haunt me because. You know the, the the difference maker in that was Dak's just absolute pedestrian performance. I mean, you know, Dak has one of his worst games of the season. The week that I need him to do well, he gets you know six point six point oh six points. Um, you know, the same week that Christian McCaffrey just absolutely exploded. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had forty one that week, and you know, like if it, if. If if even if even if Christian McCaffrey still exploded, if Dak just has his season average game, I I win that matchup. If both of them just have a season, if Dak still plays like shit and Christian McCaffrey just has a season average game, which is like twenty two twenty three points, which is insane, um, you know I still win that matchup. Uh, so and then to to make things worse, to to really rub it in my face, I put up you know three hundred in the third place round. So. Would have easily beaten either one of you, uh, right? Austin's, so Austin's so got to be. For that yeah, I was say Austin's got to be feeling the same way. Yeah, I mean, so he, he you know, it's just a close it's, one to me. It's frustrating. It's it's definitely frustrating. <laughs> of like, man, this was this was the perfect storm. This was the year for it, and uh, you know that, that that's just that's part of the joys the joys of fantasy the joys in the 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 joys and the heartbreaks of fantasy football, man. You know, fantasy. But, uh, Fantasy giveth, fantasy taketh away. It do taketh. It do indeed taketh. Who do you so let's let's do some some uh 
some foreshadowing onto onto next year. Um, I wanted I wanted to pose something. I think I know where you're going, but go ahead. Go for it. No, you go for it. No, I was so I was chatting with Carl. Carl, as you know, very on brand. Carl's already thinking about next year. Yeah, that's um, me that too. <laughs> yeah, and so he was saying, "Well, I got to really you know wait and see. Um, I got to really wait and see." Um, who everyone's doing as their keepers. And I was like, well, I don't think it was really that hard. So I was just doing like a quick rundown of each roster and I gave who mm-hmm. I thought would be the keepers. So um, wanna... in the spirit of kind of looking ahead, I would love to hear your thoughts on okay. who we think everyone's keepers are. Okay. Jeez. All right. I'm looking, at, I'm going to start from the bottom and work my way up. So I'm looking at Geno's. God, his team sucks. Um, Travis Kelsey. I think Geno's is easy. I think, I think he's kind of painted himself into a corner. Yeah, I think he takes Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's got to go Travis Kelsey again. This That was one of the easiest ones for me. If I'm looking at Mo, next one up. If I'm Mo, I'm probably going to go Stefan Diggs and hope that his situation, either his situation improves or he has a better year next year. Um, yeah, I said I said Diggs or DJ Moore. Um, yeah, you know, DJ Moore just ended up having a fantastic year. Number eight wide receiver, number eighteen overall player. Yeah, um, you know Diggs, the number nine wide receiver, the number twenty seven overall player. But Can't go um, wrong. Diggs just you know has has struggled down the way, and you already know. I mean, this is this. I mean, we are a week away from, or a couple weeks away from the. Stefan Diggs end of the year temper tantrum where he's going to, you know, cry on social media. He's going to, you know, make cryptic tweets about, you know, not being loved or whatever. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be speculation about him leaving Buffalo. So, you know, with that in mind, I think, I think DJ Moore could be a legitimate play here. He's got a really good relationship. Um, They have a really good connection with Justin Fields. If the bears end up sticking with Justin Fields, that'll be the big what if here is if they end up sticking with Justin Fields, um, the other, the or do other, they look for, you know, maybe Drake May or Caleb Williams well, to reset at quarterback? Yeah, um, the other But I think, if, I think if Justin Fields stays in Chicago, if Chicago rolls with Justin Fields, I think DJ Moore is a very legitimate keeper option for Mo. Yeah. The only thing I would be concerned about is if the Bears decide to keep the first overall pick and they decide to take, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, at, at that spot. Rather than you know a quarterback or something like that, I I think I think the Bears will take Marvin Harrison Jr. But I think okay. the Bears can also get Marvin Harrison Jr. with I think what are they currently at like the third or fourth pick right now? Mm, I don't think they'll spend a, a, the number one overall pick on a wide receiver. That well, is they've, just they've improved, so they're the tenth overall right now. As tenth well. overall. But, and then yeah. they got the Panthers number one pick currently. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, maybe. Um, <laughs> I just I don't see I don't see the Bears using the number one overall pick on a wide receiver. Yeah, they um, can trade down a little bit and try to get him somewhere I, I, well, else. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. I think I think the last number one overall pick at wide receiver was Calvin Johnson, mm-hmm. um, and that is a generational talent. And yeah. for as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. is, I don't think he's generational. No. Um, I think he's a diamond dozen wide receiver. I think he's just going to be another good Ohio State wide receiver. Will he be generationally great like his dad? Possibly. Um, 
So I think I think what the Bears likely end up doing is trading down, you know, a couple picks. They'll trade that number one pick to, you know, maybe maybe the Pats who are probably going to finish with the, the second or third pick, or um, you know, the Cardinals who are up there with uh, for a bid yeah. for a high pick, and that way they'll keep you know a top five pick, and you'll still be able to get Marvin Harrison Jr. So I think the Bears are going to be in the MHJ sweepstakes. I just don't think they're going to use the number one pick. Fair, fair. Yeah, so I think, DJ I think there are going to be too many teams that come at him and say, hey, we want Drake May. We want Caleb Williams. Here's any draft pick you want. Yeah. <laughs> Take your pick. And, and some. Yeah, okay. Well, let's move on to Furnathan. He's got options. He's got options. I think the one, if I'm Fern, I think the one I probably go with is Alvin Kamara. Really? Yeah, he's got good options. I mean, Cooper Cup is on there, but he didn't necessarily have a a great year, and you can bank on him bouncing back. Puka is another one that could be an option. He's got he's got options. Garrett Wilson, you could you could bank on him having a bounce. Or he had a decent year, but hope that he has a good bounce back year. But not one I would go with. Mostert, um, he's had a great year too, but. This is like most is going to be thirty two next year, yeah, um, thirty two in an offense with Devon A. Chan. Yeah, it's hard to Josh Jacobs is he was on a one year deal I think, uh, so you just don't know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, so, you don't know where he ends up. Who who are you thinking here? Let me look back at what I shared. I said Puka. I said Puka or Mostert, but as I started thinking about it more, you know, Mostert's thirty one. He's probably not going to be able to replicate a year like this um, to be Mm -hmm. keeper worthy. I think Puka makes a lot of sense. I think Cooper Cup makes a lot of sense. I think Debo makes a lot of sense. Um, I think depending on where Josh Jacobs ends up, if uh, um, he could make some sense. Um, But I think, I think right now, I think you have to look at Puka Nakua, Mm -hmm. number five overall wide receiver, number 13 overall player. Um, he continued to get looks and targets even with Cooper Cup back in the lineup. Um, I think that's just going to continue. Um, I think as long as I think as long as Matt Stafford is is the Rams quarterback, you can pretty much count on Puka getting some good looks here. And I think he's I think he's the safest. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Kamara's a, a solid option. Um, but he's gonna be twenty nine next year, and that's you know, pretty much the age running backs tend to fall off. Um, so I, I don't, I don't see him keeping a running back just because he's got, um, some older running backs, you know, maybe Josh Jacobs ends up in a great situation this off season and you consider keeping him, but I think, I think he's probably going to go, I think he's probably looking at one of his wide receivers. Um, but uh, I'm looking, I think what I shared with Carl was Puka Nakua is what I think he'll probably end up going with. Okay. Time to look at Joe. Joe's got options too. Joe's Joe some... su- surprisingly has options. Um, right. The the big three that stood out to me: Justin Jefferson, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Devon H. Or excuse me, Justin Jefferson, Devon H. Chan, and Bijan Robinson. Um, but you could also make a case for Jameer Gibbs. Right. Um. So he's he's definitely got options, but I I just don't see how you how you go anywhere else but Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I he I kind of uh, he took. He took Bijan Robinson first overall, so that would be the only thing that like may. I mean, 
it's just hard to trust Bijan in that offense. And Arthur Smith is supposedly likely coming back next year. So, and it's just one of those ones where you're just like, uh, will he get the 27 point game or is he going to get you the, the point four? you know? Uh, it was pretty inconsistent. And again, uh, having not consistent quarterback play doesn't help him either. So I think jets makes the best, the most sense. And hopefully, uh, the Vikings shore up their quarterback situation this off season, whether through a free agency or uh, I think, cause I think uh, Kirk cousins was on his last year. Maybe is that right? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let me look it up. Let's take a look here. Kirk, Kirk cousins. cousins contract. He was only on a three year deal. Three year, 84 million. Damn. He was going to be when is that boy be making that cheddar. Well, he's he's under contract a, through 2025. Uh, he's going to be a unrestricted free agent after 2024. He's got a signing. Well, he's got a signing bonus in 2025 per spoke track. Mm. Yeah, it's his free agent. So after the 2024 year, maybe? I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. After 2024, um, yeah. unrestricted free agent. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what the Vikings do. I think the Vikings most likely try to ride, continue riding with Kirk Cousins if he's able to come back from Achilles, yeah. Achilles injury. But, uh, but yeah, I, just I think, looking at his roster, I think it also could depend on where his draft pick is. You know, if he ends up with an early draft pick again, yeah, um, he could just, you know, maybe maybe he rolls the dice and, take and yeah, keeps Bijan and, you know, uh, counts on being able to grab Justin Jefferson with an early pick again. Uh, moving on to Carl's. It's got to be McCaffrey. All due respect to Carl. He does he, he does not have a roster with options. Yeah. Um, it, it is McCaffrey or nobody. Um, yeah. That is the only keeper quality player on his roster. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's CMC. <laughs> okay, moving on to Fred. Mm. Oof. Fred, you probably got three options. You probably uh, AJ Brown, Devontae Adams, Austin Eckler are probably the three. You skipped Austin and, and Philly, but Oh, uh, I was just going I was looking at the standings and oh, Carl, okay. was, Carl was listed at six there, so that's the only reason I I went him there. Um oh, well. Yeah, yeah, Fred. Uh, I think I think actually Fred's pretty. Oh wait, I did I did jump them. You're right. That's my yeah, bad. We're already talking about Fred, so we'll yeah, go back I'll... to him. Yeah, sorry. I think yeah, I think Fred's pretty open and shut. I don't see him rolling with Eckler again. He just did not have the type of year that's worthy of a keeper. I think it's got to be AJ Brown. Um, you know, maybe maybe he considers Brian Robinson. I know he really values his running backs. Um, and minus you know a couple weeks missed due to injury. I mean, he was he was having a really darn good fantasy season. Um, I think he was like RB3 or 4 um, before his injury um, against Miami, and then he had the bye week, and then he was out two weeks. Um, so maybe it's him, but I think it's I think it's pretty open and shut. A.J. Brown there. Yeah. yeah you number can four make wide case. receiver, number 12 overall player. I don't, I don't think there's really any, any debate on that one. 
You can make an argument for Devontae Adams, but yeah, I just don't trust the all right, well, he could get traded, so that that would that could be uh, a thorough wrinkle in things. But he's getting old too; he's thirty-one. It's not too too old. Um, okay, looking at Austin's. Austin's gonna have a kind of a. Mm, if I'm Austin, I'm probably gonna. Kyron Williams. I feel like you almost have to. Yeah, this was one that um, that I said he, Austin's going to have some options. I said, what I my exact words, I uh, said Austin most likely goes St. Brown, but Kyron Williams hooped this year, so maybe it's him. Uh, yeah. But you could also make a case for Travis Etienne. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got th- – those three are all keeper quality players. Um, Etienne was the number two running back, number 21 wow. overall player. Kyron Williams, um, despite missing uh, missing a bunch of time – Ends up second in the NFL in rushing yards. Number five running back, number 29 overall player. Um, St. Brown, the number three wide receiver, number 10 overall player. So he's got options here. I think this is another one um, that could very much depend on draft positioning. Um, I think if he's got, um, you know, a mid to late round pick, maybe he opts for ETN or Kyron Williams and hopes he can get St. Brown, um, you know, a little bit later in the first. I think if he's got an early pick, then, you know, maybe he goes St. Brown and, um, you know, if Joe doesn't keep Bijan, maybe he grabs Bijan, um, you know. So I think this is one that's going to be highly dependent on his draft position. But, I, I mean, he's got le- three very legitimate options there. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, any of those three makes sense. Moving on to Philly. Philly's open and shut too, man. <laughs> Jamar Chase. It's Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. He's he, number one. He's too much of a homer, <laughs> but number two, it's like he's very clearly the best player on his roster. So yeah, pretty easily. I mean, even even at, even without Joe Burrow, he was still doing Jamar Chase things. So moving on to yours, you have lots of options as well. But if I'm you, uh, I don't see you going any other way than CD Lamb. Yep. That's I'll, I'll tell everyone right now. That's my that's my keeper. <laughs> yeah, great trade for him in the off season, and obviously paid dividends. Number one overall wide receiver, number four overall player. Uh, just seems to be getting better. So he's a yeah great one to keep. You have lots of options, like I said, but those. Yeah, I mean, really, is... the only the only other person that I would legitimately consider is Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Uh, but in order for that to happen, I need Aaron Rodgers to have like a a, a better than great <laughs> bill of health this yeah. off season, um, and the Jets have to invest in their offensive line. So, but I mean, right now as things stand, it's it's CD. So, who'd you have? Uh, who'd you have me taking? You don't really have a lot of options either. I think Tyreek Hill is by far your best player. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you have a good team. Obviously, you won the championship. You have a yep. good team, um, but just looking at your roster, there's not a whole lot of, on here that I would say are keeper quality players. Um, and yeah, so I think it's it's Tyreek Hill, not particularly close. Maybe maybe you look at um, Mike Evans, but I don't think you're super high on Mike Evans. He's been an up and down roller coaster for you, despite you know being <laughs> an overall great player. Um, wouldn't see you going keeping Saquon. The Giants are just a dumpster fire. 
Um, you certainly wouldn't keep a quarterback and Jalen Hurts, Rashad White's a little bit too inconsistent as well. Um, you know, I think Rasheed Rice has had a has had a good season, but um, not good enough to be a real keeper consideration. Um, and you could probably, if you really wanted him back, you could probably get him back through the draft. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that would have been Tyreek Hill for you. He's the only true keeper quality player on your yeah, roster. That's that's despite pretty having much an it. overall good roster. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I said, I think the like if I was like the back of my the back of my mind is teasing Rishi Rice as a uh, as a keeper uh, in the hopes that he continues to progress and grow. But Tyreek Hill's twenty nine years old. He's uh, number two number two wide receiver, number five overall player in fantasy. He's just putting up insane numbers, um, so I I think it's uh, yeah. I mean he's he's the number two wide receiver and he missed what like two weeks, you know. So uh, he would yeah he would still like, be like the yeah. clear cut wide receiver one, right? Yeah, he uh, well he played like half the game or something like that against Tennessee and missed the entire next week against the Jets and he probably could have put up you know two hundred yards by himself against the Jets so. Just uh, yeah, he's he's got to be the guy that I go with. So, shout out to Gino for passing over Tyree Kill two years ago. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's pretty much the keepers. Um, yeah, I think I think really Austin and Joe are the only two that you're just kind of like wait and see what they do, and I think you know maybe they could be a little draft position um, fixated on on who they keep. But I think I think I think they're both. I think. Joe is pretty much Justin Jefferson or bust. Um, I think really and truly Austin is the only one that you're like, uh, I could legitimately see going and see him going in three different directions. So lots of great. Yeah. I don't know if anyone will make any trades like, like you did obviously for CD. I don't, I don't, I think people are probably pretty comfortable with, with who they have outside of maybe uh, Mo or, Maybe Gino, but I think Gino's probably fine with Travis Kelsey, knowing that he probably had a hmm, just not a typical year for him. I mean, he's the number two tight end, which is kind of crazy to me, and he's just had a really, really bad—not really bad, but bad by his standards—second half of the season, you know. Since. Yeah, I mean, he's he's still. I think I think I saw on Twitter somewhere or somewhere that he's he's only like twenty yards, twenty something yards shy of a thousand yards. So he's still going to bust a thousand yards, mm-hmm. um, and that'll be like his fifth, I think, fifth year in a row um, breaking a thousand yards uh, receiving, which is just insane for a tight end. So he's still, you know, an uber productive player. He just had a down year by his standards, which are just absurdly high standards yeah um, he's yeah he's, he's 984 uh, yards right now and he has five so touchdowns. he needs six yeah he needs 16 16 yards he'll probably get that on his first catch or two he's got five touchdowns um Heck, i don't know yeah oh i was what, way he... off one two three four five six six this will be his this would be his eighth straight year with a thousand yards wow that's impressive, and and he's I mean, only—that's that, wide receiver production. Yeah, you know? he's only one one touchdown out of being the second tied for second in touchdowns for tight ends as well. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty insane what he's what he's been able to do. Uh, yeah, so I mean, he's still he's still the only keeper quality tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, all due respect to George Kittle, who has 
yeah, you know, a few more receiving yards and has one more touchdown. He's, you know, I mean, Kittle has a very clear ceiling in that offense. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's still the only keeper quality tight end, and um, with Geno trading away Devonte Adams, I don't think there was really any doubt after that move. Like he's keeping Travis Kelsey, so. Well, he tried to trade him, but no. He tried to. <laughs> yeah. That's a conversation for another day, though. But yeah, that's... Uh, what a time. Tight ends are really hard to come by. Only one tight end with over... So, looks like probably only Kelsey will be... There will only be two tight ends with over 1,000 yards receiving this year. Because TJ Hawk, done for the year. So, he's not going to play Evan Ingram is 116 yards away from he could get it technically uh won't be easy and joku probably won't play since or he might play but not might not play the whole game because uh the browns have clinched the fifth seed they can't go any higher so yep uh, laporta with 160 he would need 140 yards yep i don't see him Getting 140 Laporta, yards. man, I am I am very pleased with my Laporta pick. Yeah. Um, he's currently tight end one. He's got a very good shot to remain tight end one. Um, man, I am just uber uber happy with that pick, and I he's know uh, I know Joe was very high on him as well. So yeah, me too. I think too. Uh, I think I, I grabbed him at the perfect time. I think I got him in like the eleventh or twelfth round. So, yeah, tight ends are definitely a premium in a uh, ten man. I mean, league. a wise man once said. So yeah, it's uh, it's not hard to it's not hard to see who's who's who are the guys. I mean, there's really only a handful that you could probably confidently start. You know, and if you don't have one of those ten, you know, you're you're probably hurt. I don't think there's even ten. I think there's like six or yeah. seven. Yeah, I, I you can I probably come Kelsey. Andrews, Kittle, Hawk, now Laporta, Ingram, say, yeah. Joku. I would say Trey McBride was another one who had a pretty good well second half of the season. Um, Jake Ferguson was another one who was kind of sneaky good. Uh, Cole Komet, or you like to? Uh, he was he was pretty good as well. Or you like to call him Corey? Uh, Corey's his he, more talented brother. Dalton Kincaid had a really, really good stretch between week seven and week eleven. He was pretty consistent, and then my dude just fell off hard. Yeah, pretty, Trey McBride was another one. We talked about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about him for Carl. That ended up being a heck of a pickup for him. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Cardinals do with him moving forward. Yeah, um, he's, he's, he's very clearly he's very clearly a favorite no matter who's at quarterback, um, you know, and he's still continued to get looks with Kyler Murray working his way back in. Yeah, so. yeah, he he did really well. So uh, I'm like I said, I like it. And I don't know, is Mark Andrews? I don't even know what Mark Andrews just signed a fat contract. I'm not mistaken. Mark Andrews was having a good year before he got hurt, but yeah, yeah, he uh, let's see what Mark Andrews signed. Is he still on a rookie deal? Nope. Four year, fifty-six million. He'll be a free agent in twenty twenty-six. He can opt out after twenty twenty-four, it looks like. But geez. Yeah, Mark Andrews. 
Isaiah Likely was another one who had a sneaky good. He filled in pretty nicely for uh, for Mark Andrews when he was out. But, yeah, there was yeah. only a handful. Mark Andrews only played 10 games, 45 catches, 540 yards, six touchdowns. So Tough. I mean, he, he was definitely on pace for another another strong year. You know, he probably would have hit close to 1,000 yards, um, but almost certainly would have hit, you know, 10-plus touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was having a great year. You hate to see it. So, lots lots to be excited about here for the upcoming season. And obviously, we'll we'll start preparing. Uh, well, if you're Carl, you're you're preparing now. Oh yeah, he is. He is. He's he's deep in the throes. If, if you're if you're Carl, you're preparing now. If you're us, you'll probably start casually thinking about fantasy come March April time frame when the draft happens, and then a little bit more seriously in. You know, like June, July, August time frame when preseason starts and things start to, to shape up and all of that. So we'll have a another exciting year and hopefully, uh, hopefully we uh, see some people uh, see some shakeup uh, in the league. I'd love to obviously stay at the top, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. So yeah. I don't know. It'll be. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd love, uh, I'd love maybe, uh, maybe one more um, kind of like season wrap up. What do you think are the, uh, what do you think is the transaction of the year? This could be a trade. This could be a, uh, this could be a, a pickup. Um, but what do you think is the transaction of the year? Jeez, I gotta think about it. Um, I don't even know. I don't even. Can I even see the transactions? I mean, you could, but there's probably hundreds of transactions between free agent acquisitions well, and stuff. There's a way to look at it. I just don't remember where I see that at. View all, recent activity, filter. I want trades. Boom. Um, we saw that one. That was a good trade. You traded AJ Dillon for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Don't remember that. Obviously, it didn't pay off. Um, I think, yeah, I think I traded him after. I think I traded for him after uh, after Aaron Jones got hurt in Week One. Um, yeah, it ended up being a low impact trade for I, for both of us. I don't think JSN really did anything for Austin most of the year. Yeah, there's. Funny he had enough. a decent. He had a decent close to the season. Uh, he had a couple, couple touchdowns down the stretch, but you, you know, know he ended up being okay for Austin. But he was never going to be a, a regular starter for him. I think his season high was six. Yeah, sixteen point three points in week seven was a season high. So. <clears throat> I mean, maybe it's the uh, <laughs> the Cooper Cup trade because it set off a chain of events that ended up with. Austin getting, you know, Michael Pittman and a few other pieces there. Um, I don't know if that's the trade of the year, though. Transaction of the year. I mean, trade. Yeah. We didn't have great trades. Looking through all of them now. Carl trading for Najee Harris. I mean, technically your trade for C.D. Lamb was this year. Yeah, I was I was actually gonna say uh, I think my my top three I think are would... my trade for CD Lamb, um, 
Fern's Puka Nakua acquisition and Austin's <laughs> Kyron William acquisition. Those two were both waiver pickups. Yeah. So those are good. Yeah, those are really good. Yeah, I think the the Puka Nakua acquisition and then Kyron Williams are probably the ones you have to look at. Maybe Trey McBride as well is another one that that really uh, that really had a good good impact this year. I don't think I picked up anyone. I don't think I had anyone worth. I mean, I think my team was just unfortunately too good for me to pick up anyone of worth substance. I mean, I picked up Brock Purdy, but that's uh, <laughs> you know not. He was he was never going to get meaningful play and, and meaningful starts for you. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, there's. Although you did end up playing him, what was it two weeks ago when you thought yeah. Jalen Hurts wasn't going to play? So right, it worked out nicely for me. We had some really bad pickups. Yeah, there were some really Nick Chubb. Oof, that'll be a tough one. You gonna try and leverage Chubb as a trade piece for someone? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, probably not. I just don't see anybody trading for a running back coming off of an ACL. But if there's anybody who's, you know, really hungry for a guy who's a potential keeper. I'm sure you can sell um, him back to Mo. <laughs> you know, maybe. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't really have a, a ton of leverage here. He's a guy who got his knee turned into Swiss cheese. So the yeah. good news is it happened fairly early in the season. So you know, it's not like it's not like a week 15, 16, 17 injury where you know you're going to miss the first bit of the following year. You know, yeah. Um, he should be a full go for training camp. The reports coming out after the injury were that it wasn't anywhere near as as bad as it looked. So, um, so yeah. One thing, I mean, uh, if anybody's if anybody's really looking for a keeper quality running back, they can certainly here's come, a, here's uh, come here's chatting. another one that another one that we didn't think about. Raheem Mostert, he was a he was a free wa- he was a free agent, uh, a waiver pickup by Fern. Uh, Fred dropped him. Fern picked him up and. Uh, he was, I mean, obviously ended up paying off. He was number three running back overall. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. I didn't even think about that one. I forgot about that one. You just think that he would have, you know, been the guy or been on a roster the entire year. It's kind of hard to see him coming off of that. Hmm. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Well. I think that about does it for yeah. this episode, and I think that about does it for this season. What a great, yeah, what a great run! Uh, obviously, I think we'll we'll be back throughout the off season, probably a few times, uh, to check in and talk some upcoming fantasy things, some other content related things, maybe just some bullshit as well. So, should be uh, never a dull off season for the friends and low expectations. Maybe Philly joins us, maybe he doesn't. Who knows? But. Yeah, we don't uh we don't know if we'll ever see um we don't know if we'll ever see Philly again, unfortunately, you know. <sighs> Things you hate to see. But for those of you who have tuned in for all three seasons, thank you so much and uh remember to keep those standards low and those expectations lower and uh we'll see you in the off season.
Bitch, I'm dead fresh. I might pull up in a casket. You be looking sweet like a fucking fruit basket. Spit a couple raps, I get a check and Johnny Cash. Shit, I smash it. I let your mama rob my sunglasses. I don't think nobody gonna fuck with me like I do. You can be killing it, motherfuckers always talking, but damn it, I'm high too. I wanna stunt, I make your salary thrice in a month. I pay your daddy to roll up my bus and he blow your allowance to pay for my lunch.